0: awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a little unnerving for me when our hospitality team leaders walk around with a hammer. I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> the Canucks won. Come on. <laughs> so big welcome back Big welcome back to all of you. A lot of our, uh, a lot of folks are away to this weekend. It was kind of a, a tough call for us because we, we, uh, we kind of had to wrestle with with whether to do this on Thanksgiving weekend. But we decided to go ahead just because, Vancouver being what it is, there's always somebody away no matter what Sunday we pick. So uh, we just decided to go with it, and uh, I, I think Thanksgiving weekend is a, is a very appropriate time to, to celebrate. Um, I think to begin, uh, why don't I, I felt like there was a um, a text that to me has defined the chili wagon. There's one from the Old Testament and one from the New that is defined for me anyway. Uh, and I've been the pastor for most of the years the chili wagon has been operating uh, it, for our church and our heart towards chili wagon. It's from Luke chapter tw- uh, fourteen. So we just throw that up there. It's the next slide. Um. Right. So why why don't we, uh, uh, I can't see the, I can't see it. So if somebody could just read the first one. Thanks. Wait. And then somebody read the second one. I've always thought of Chili Wagon with that one. I, and, and actually, Jesus is describing uh, the Feast of Pentecost. I don't know if you know this, but in the, in the Feast of Pentecost... It was a celebration of the harvest. The first, first uh, when the harvests uh, went into full swing, uh, the they would bring in the harvest and have a party. A- aren't God's commands great? He says, "Have a party," and and He commands them to do this a number of times through the year. And this particular party, I call it the party of of the chili wagon, because the, they were commanded to invite the the, the poor, they were c- it commanded to invite the, f- the immigrant, they were in- commanded to invite the widow, the orphan, and he said include them in the party, and to me that was kind of the spirit of Jesus' text when he repeated that in the New Testament about the, the resurrection of the righteous, and that's been the heart of the chili wagon, and I would say that the, the heart of the chili wagon is really expressed in our fusion document, if I can just go on to the next slide, uh, again I don't see it there. But it's good. Um, uh, And uh, this part of the fusion document, can somebody read that out for me? Thanks, Gloria. And then somebody read the second, second uh, part there. Great. Thanks, Aldona. And then there's one more on it. Can somebody read that? Thank you. So basically, the, uh, we, we're going just to show, just before we have people share, just because some of you may be here and you, you may be quite new to all this and not know exactly what the chili wagon was or, or, or did. And, and so uh, a video was done uh, a few years ago uh, that was on our website for quite some time. And this kind of introduces you. Uh, but the whole idea I think what I loved about the chili wagon is it wasn't about us and them it wasn't like us going out to feed the poor it was about us being us needing the poor and it was about us recognizing we are poor we are the poor regardless of where we are in life and that we need the broken in our lives to keep us in touch with our own need and our own brokenness and um, and to Give us an understanding of the kingdom of God. And so whatever way, shape, or form, the spirit of Chili Wagon continues in our church. I want us to be thinking about that as we hear the story because the Chili Wagon has not died. It's going to morph. It's going to go into some, something new and, and resurrected in God's time and God's way. Um, but I, I love the fact that it, it was, it was uh, not us and them. It was, it was we. It was all of us together. So let's start, start our time with just this uh, uh, Chili Wagon video, and then we'll have some sharing.
1: Which is a relationship based food ministry.
0: It's providing for the homeless
2: and the mentally ill, and for the, all the people that can't cook for themselves, so they come here on Tuesday nights. And they, uh, they have chili. We come out here and we uh, provide uh, what we consider to be a pretty good meal. We put our chili up against any chili anywhere in the world. Comparison wise, the, the food quality is top of the
3: line. They're known to have like the best chili in the city, I think.
2: Best
1: chili in the world?
2: All you All can eat, you know, Good stuff. Good.
1: We do put on a fantastic menu. We have about 125 quarts of chili a week, freshly baked banana bread. We have vegetarian soup because we do have a vegetarian contingent.
2: All of our ingredients are fresh, they're, they're store-bought, and we uh, come out here every Tuesday night, rain, shine,
1: snow, whatever. We have about 125 people a week that come to eat chili wagon. 75% of those people are people that come on a regular basis. Out of those 75% of the people that come there, those are people that we know, people that we have been coming for years people that we love.
3: They're great people. They're really nice people. And they've been around for ever since I can remember.
1: Bordy's been doing it for 14 years. And he's been doing it for the Vineyard Church. And the people that are doing it are part of the church. We wheel
2: the carts down from our, from the church. When people are asking, what's this? And it's a
1: chili wagon for the homeless. And you should see their faces like your feet. The homeless? Like, why? My heart is for people. Myself and my team, we're just really out there to to love people.
2: We don't do it for the glory or the praise. We, we do it because we're compelled to do it.
1: I just get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I feel I've done my part for God, done my part for society, and I've done my part for the homeless. I'm basically from the streets myself. I know how hard it is to get a good hearty meal. People that make use of these food programs are people that have been marginalized by society mental health issues, addiction issues, homelessness, poor people, but that doesn't define who they are.
2: The only difference between most of these people and myself is one paycheck. Mm -hmm. Why is that?
1: There's not enough help out there. Uh, I wish there was more money from the government to put this out. It'd
2: be nice to see this in other communities. If everybody has a donation or something like that, try to give it to the Salvation Army. Extra chili is needed. Gordy, in my opinion, should have the order of Canada. I think this man deserves a brand new chile truck.
1: I love people for who they are because when you're doing ministry like this week in and week out you don't see a lot of changes you see people that are caught up into the same cycle of addiction or the mental health issues that society has defined them by and it's so hard to be able to, to, to keep hope but hope is so important. That's what sugar wagons
0: are. Yeah, I often felt that we were, we were handing out hope more than we were handing out food. I often felt that, that phrase that Gordy used at the end there. So big thanks to Brandy. I think Brandy put that together, right? Yeah, so um, just a great job, those guys, put that putting that chili wagon together. And I remember the time when it was born. Now, I know it was conceived way before it was born, but I remember the weekend. We had Gord White from the Kelowna Vineyard down, and he saw a vision of you, didn't he, Gordy? And and that vision that he spoke out uh, birthed the chili wagon. Um, again, I don't think it was conceived then. I think it, it had been... It it had been already uh conceived a long time before and, and just in through Gordy's and Shannon's story, I think the conception was there, but um but was privileged to be a part of it. Nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. Wow. So twenty-two wonderful years, twenty-two incredible years, twenty twenty-two fun years. Um I think one of the highlights of my week when I did it, and I couldn't always do it, but was just to come down and sing. I could never remember a time of doing worship in a street setting where I felt the presence of God, like the chili wagon. Uh, there was just a, a natural openness because of the mercy and the generosity that had been sown there uh, for people to be open. And I know Danny and, and Esther and others that, that jammed down there would would say the same. So Gordy and Shannon are going to share a little bit later, but I thought it'd be good for just a, a few people to just give some reflections. Dean and uh, Kaylee were a really big part of the chili wagon for for years. Just uh, I know they weren't there at the beginning, but it wasn't long till they were kind of like uh, pillars. And so come on up, you guys, and uh, share. Just really appreciate all that you invested, uh, Dean, and just being on our stewardship.
4: <laughs> okay. I wrote it down because I was gonna forget so um, I volunteered at Chili Wagon for seven years so since I was nine and the first time I went the chili was still actually served out of Gordy's truck um, Chili Wagon oh yeah Chili Wagon became a part of my weekly schedule I spent the majority of my years there either convincing the volunteers to go to the playground with me Annoying the volunteers with Courtney, or actually serving once in a while. Since I've been going there from such a young age, I've grown up with the people we served in my life. The regulars would know me by name, and they watched me grow up. They helped shape me as a human being. Now when I go to meet up with friends around commercial and Broadway, or I'm shopping down commercial, I see people from Chilliwagon that I've served for years. Normally I say hi or even have a conversation with some of them. Chili Wigan has helped me to see that people on the streets are still people. They still have lives and feelings just like the rest of us.
3: Yay, Kaylee. Um I did some math and we've served in well, I've served, I've scooped something like forty thousand bowls of chili. And over the 22 years, it's been over 100,000 bowls of chili that we've served. There you go. It's amazing, phenomenal when you think about it. Um, What's really one of the coolest things, I think, about Chili Wagon is just how it really expresses God's unconditional love. And there was... I mean, we didn't have rules at Chili Wagon, we would serve anyone, as long as you weren't making a nuisance of yourself, we would serve anyone, whether you were rich or poor, whether you had money or not, whether you were drunk or high or not, and, and it just so much reflects who God is, and how God treats us, and that, that just, I think that speaks so powerfully, and um, Sometimes people in the line would be annoyed that we served other people they 'd be like, "They have money, they don 't need to be here like no they're people we 're serving everyone so that's for me that 's been a very strong thing. I remember one time um we don't we never preached at anyone like we don't we offered prayer and people knew we were Christians, but we never um went out of our way to tell them about God or anything unless they showed interest. And there was what there was a few weeks in a row where some there was another group that came, and that's what they did, because I guess they felt like we weren't doing enough, so they they came and they just talked to people about God. That uh, was pretty funny. I thought like, you know, you're really not understanding what we're doing here if that's what you're doing. <laughs> so they stopped coming after a while. But anyway, that was um, and and like Kaylee, it's just it's so. Um, in in many ways being poor or disenfranchised is very dehumanizing because a lot of people don't see you as people anymore like if you imagine if you're begging on the street or panhandling um very few people look at you you're basically just another fixture on the street so to come to chili wagon and have someone like interact with you as a human and not be expecting anything from you just giving you person to person is just so powerful and so meaningful and so much reflects the heart of God and just it's really helped me to realize too that we're all people and that there's more similarities between all of us than differences I mean like like Dave says in the video the difference between where we are and living on the streets is often very very little and if you talk to people a lot of them have just been through really hard times and that's why they ended up there and they get caught in these in these bad cycles of addiction and it could happen to anyone of us so yeah so it's it's been good and I really hope that um, we'll continue with something which I'm sure we will whatever that is
0: Good job. Nice shoes, by the way. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Wow. So uh, a big part of uh, Chili Wagon, w- which I thought was such a blessing, was that it was, even though it was initiated by our congregation uh, and, of course, heavily fun- funded by Gordy's uh, own business uh, through the years, it was it was a wonderful opportunity for a lot of ministries and churches in the in the in the area, uh, Lower Mainland, uh, the country. Uh, Trinity Western University students would come down. Uh, youth groups from other parts of the of the country and even the world would come. And one of the best bridges for that was YWAM. And uh, so Joanna's is going to come and just share uh, just a short little uh, testimony from one of the YWAMers that that were part of it. And we just so appreciate the way YWAM just so encouraged and and supported Chili Wagon with their people power and their prayer power through the years.
5: I'm also a a Chili Wagon alumni. Pretty sure I put in four or five years there before I started having some babies and Chili Wagon happened at bedtime. But uh, Sophia was a Chili Wagon alumni in utero, too. Yeah, and it really has been a privilege over the years speaking as somebody representing Youth with a Mission. Just the consistent partnership, being able to support Chili Wagon, and just to see what it gave back. Um, There's two really key programs that Youth with a Mission does here in Vancouver. One is called the Discipleship Training School, which is a six month program. And so often, we would have people that would come every week for several months. And it became a really big part of their lives in Vancouver. And then there's another program called Mission Adventures, where, as Gordy said, we would have youth groups come from all over the world. And we always really appreciate it. So I just want to honor you, especially those of you who have been here for a long time. Um, Gordy and Dave, Shannon, Dean, Kaylee, others of you, thank you for what you gave To our students at Youth with a Mission, thank you for what you modeled for them. I know it wasn't always easy for them to go every week, and they just saw such faithfulness in you. So I honor you for that. Thank you so much. This message is from Esther Mueller, who is one of our current staff on our training school. And this is what she said. I, as a discipleship training school staff and the group of DTS students who volunteered with the Chili Wagon in the fall of 2012, really enjoyed being part of the ministry. It was lovely watching our students converse and connect with the people receiving chili, and one student in particular had a knack for asking good questions, and I could see people open up and visibly relax in her presence. It was awesome to see how people feel valued and also heard as they ate chili and talked with us. Thank you so much, Chili Wagon Crew, for allowing us to be a part of your ministry. May God bless all of you with direction and with peace as you move into this new season of your life. I hope the service goes well. God bless for Youth with a Mission, Esther Mugler. So thanks.
0: Awesome, and, and a big shout out to Ryan Hampton. He was just—he uh, was amazing. He was, uh, yeah, just chili wagon the next generation or something. So thank you to Ryan and YWAM uh, for for just, yeah, just being such an encouragement uh, through those years. Um, is Bobby here? I don't see Bobby. We were hoping to have Bobby was probably our star client through the years. Uh, just part of our church and and, uh, and in and out. And I heard he was playing drums last week, so maybe he wore himself out. I don't know. But uh, sure, I have a few stories about Bobby, but I won't tell them. <laughs> um,
5: so for me, the big thing about Bobby, what I remember about him was when he first started coming to Chili Wagon was around the time when I got pregnant with Sophia. And I don't know what it was about him, but at the time he would present a front that was a lot scarier, a lot scarier and a lot more aggressive on the streets. And it was just one of those times in life where for whatever reason, God just gave me this peace. And um, I mean, it was just God there was. I should have been really scared of this dude. He was scary when he first started coming around. And for some reason, I just remember saying to him, you don't scare me. You don't scare me. And I remember at the time thinking, I don't know why, but it was one of those incredible street encounters where God gives you the words to say, and he was so thrown off by that. And he liked it. He really liked it. And I kept, and just, he just kept coming back and kept coming back. And I remember saying to him, and then he would start to talk to me about, oh, it's, you know, you're going to have your baby and what's happening with your baby. And and I would chat with him, but he would try to come off and he would say the worst things. And if you know him now, he will still say the worst things that you can think of just to test you and see are you still going to love me? Are you still going to be who you say you are? Are you still going to be, and I don't know why, but those first that first year, I just remember being in awe and thinking, I don't know why I'm not freaked out, because I was freaked out of lots of people at Chili Wagon over the years. It was unnerving sometimes, but that guy, and I just loved him and loved him, and it's been so cool to just see him come, you know, celebrate his birthday with us and come to kids' birthday parties and... You know, the girls call him Uncle Bobby. Pax calls him the guy who steals my stuff. So, you know, yeah, it's awesome. So praise God for that. Praise God. So that's Bobby's backstory. And the gentleness that you see on him now is because of what you guys have done over the years consistently. I got to be there at the very beginning, but you've continued for 10 years since we've left. And, uh, and it's because of that. He's a changed man. He's a different guy because of chili wagons. So
0: Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I personally believe the Lord set up Profanity Sunday just for Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Sarah, Sarah Freno was a really big part of Chili Wagon along with Esther, of course, and, and uh, they're really sad not to be here, but she did send a note, and Kim's going to come and just read that on her behalf. Thanks so much, Kim. Hmm? You said that
6: see how I do without my reading glasses here. So this is Sarah Frino and her daughter, Esther, who both uh, went to Chili Wagon on Tuesdays. What drew me to Chili Wagon a few years ago was Shannon. I was going through my own struggle, and Shannon was such a kind person and knowledgeable about what to do when things aren't going well. I decided to go to Chili Wagon, and after one night of volunteering, I was hooked. What kept me going to Chili Wagon was all the neighbors who came each week to eat the best chili in Vancouver. There were many opportunities for being a practical help to people, as well as sharing Jesus' love with them. Sometimes we would have music compliments of Danny, Gordy, and at times Esther. As I got to know the regulars, I became more eager to go each Tuesday. Sometimes on a rainy or cold night, as I was struggling to get home from work in time to get to Chili Wagon, I was tempted not to go. But then I would think of the effort that everyone else was making to get there, and all the work that the Chili Wagon team had already done during the day to prep, and it would draw me there. And inevitably, there would be an encounter that, that night that would make me realize what a valuable contribution the Chili Wagon was, making it was making in the community. I only participated for the last couple of years, but Dave, Gordy, Shannon, Dean, and Mark have been doing this for many years. Their love for the people in the community who are struggling financially, physically, and emotionally was and is admirable. My fondest memory is from last Christmas Eve, and I'll just, in brackets, Kim's adding, last Christmas Eve was a Tuesday night. We were there, and in addition to the food, we had Christmas packages containing all sorts of goodies, such as cookies, rain ponchos, containers for chili, socks, and toiletries. One fellow came to the gift table, and he said that this was the first time in a very long time that he had received a Christmas gift. He said that he lived alone, and being able to come out and spend Christmas Eve with people,
4: Sorry,
6: should have picked somebody else to read this. Uh, spend Christmas Eve with people and have food and receive a gift had made his Christmas. It made me feel sad, but at the same time so happy that we had been there for him and had made such a difference to his Christmas. I really miss Chili Wagon and working with the team but I know that God will lead us to another opportunity to serve the community and show his love.
0: Thanks so much, Kim, for doing that for Sarah, mister. Appreciate that. Well, Big Dave. Nobody like Big Dave. Come on up here, Big Dave. We love you, Dave. What a, what a remarkable soul this, this guy is, and we just appreciate you, Dave, and just your heart, uh, just the skill and experience that you brought to Chili Wagon. And, and let me say that out of the cold, what we did was also a, a huge expression and extension of Chili Wagon, and we couldn't have done it without you, buddy. So, appreciate you. Uh, okay,
2: yeah. Uh, I don't know, uh, in the... I was probably with the chili wagon for roughly ten years and in, in that ten years there was a, a lot of good a lot of good memories uh, I remember uh Kelly when she first started coming out she was she was a little bit of a pest but that's okay she was one heck of a helper afterwards and you know, we had to, had a lot of good times one of the times that i re, I really remember was uh oh about three well, about five six years ago uh, it was chilly wagon night, and uh, it also happened to be uh, my birthday fell on that day, and uh, the uh, team behind my back, of course, I bought a cake and all that, and uh, somebody somebody must have let somebody at the park know, because we got to the park. Uh, all of our regulars uh, were, the, were there, and they, uh, you know, you don't just like to have happy birthday saying to a in a park uh, with... At a, at a food line. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who uh, set it up, but I have my idea. But uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, met a lot of g- good people through the chili wagon. It uh, uh, helped helped me quite a bit. Huh? And uh, yes, a, uh, a lot of the a lot of the people come in to help us with the prep work, uh, Ryan, uh, and, uh, I, I could name a thousand people from, uh, YWAM that have come through that have super, and, the, and, uh, our church, our church body here itself, uh, all the help, uh, those times I, I wondered if we, if we were gonna get help from our church, but, you know, it was there, it was just, I was just being stubborn, but, uh, again, I'd like to thank, uh, Gordon Shannon for the opportunity to do this.
0: Awesome thanks Big Dave and uh, again I just really if I really have a confidence that this is going to be perpetuated in some way shape or form I think, the important thing is that we don't try too hard that we really just allow uh th- you know the the normal grieving of you know it's it's you know funeral is is kind of like a a celebration and it's it's also a chance to grieve and i feel that a little bit i think when you come to an end of a ministry uh you you know you grieve you grieve the the moments the memories the opportunities the connections and uh, and it's uh I consulted with my friend, Pastor uh, Tim Dickow over at Grandview Calvary, who's, you know, who's seen through the years numbers of ministries rise and, and die. And and just, you know, he really strongly uh, encouraged us to, rather than trying to make something happen, to just have eyes to see for those seeds of resurrection. And, and uh, so I just really feel, Dave, you know, uh, there was... I remember with Dave, this is a true story. Uh, it was about five years ago, he was given one year to live. And he's still kicking. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we prayed for him, and God did it. And because we want you around, buddy. So, um, so I believe that's because there's still some purpose that God has for you. Uh, so... Um, Well, Gordy first came into our lives back in uh, 1942, (laughs) feels like. (laughs) Back in Calgary, Gordy was behind the counter at the Express Cafe, and he always was a very special guy, very special chef uh, in in our lives. And then he ended up through the blue bus meeting meeting Shannon and, and ended up at the vineyard and I think it was the first Sunday we showed up at the vineyard, he showed up at the vineyard after we'd known him in Calgary and kind of had gone our separate ways for a number of years, lost touch with each other. And uh, so, yeah, uh, ended up in our home for a while and fixed all the uh, fire alarms in the apartment building and then he got his own place, got a job and proceeded to evict us from our apartment. I feel that's very important to say. Um, but, uh, no, it's just been such a, a wonderful, wonderful journey to have, have Gordy and Shannon in our church and, and being, uh, the, really the architects and pioneers of the chili wagon. So come on up. We want to have you share and just whatever's on your heart and let's, let's love them and welcome them. Come on.
7: I'm gonna say something first because my job after that is to make sure that Gordy finishes before 12.31, stuff like that. But uh, one of the things uh, that made me know that Chili Wagon had kind of done what we wanted it to is I spoke to a number of people um, that we knew from Chili Wagon about coming today. And like many things to do with Chili Wagon, we were predictable. Sometimes the people, they're not so predictable. But when I spoke to them, they said, oh, yeah, I want to talk about the times that I helped out. And one of the things that has always been, for me, um, super important in Chili Wagon is, as Gordy mentioned when he was speaking, that it's not about us going to help someone or to feed someone that it's about coming together to share a meal and so when we didn't have enough volunteers for some reason then someone from the line would help set stuff up and we would quickly food safe somebody and they would serve chili and we would get people to carry things when somebody's back was hurt and it was too heavy to do by ourselves and that's for me um the thing that told me that chili wagon was very successful because when i talked to people they said yeah i want to come and talk about helping out with chili so that was it
1: so, I was reminded before today's service that what does it mean when somebody looks at your watch while you're preaching? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I might be here a while. Um, wagon. I mean you know what these last 22 years have been absolutely wonderful and the idea about chili wagon has always been people it's been about building community and building relationship and when when people are at chili wagon they, they we we recognize them for who they are not for what people see them as a lot of people that come to chili wagon have addiction issues mental health issues and a lot of pe- people in society define them by that. Oh yeah, they're you're a drug addict, you're an alcoholic, but that's not who they are. I was at a memorial service for one of our one of our fallen, and after the memorial service, we were talking, and one of the people that came up says, "You know, I never knew this about him. I just saw him as a person on the street panhandling. I didn't know that he was an uncle. I didn't know that." He You know, he was a father, you know. And we aren't defined by our problems. We are more than that. We are more than that. We need to we need to be identified by who we are. I am an uncle. I am a follower of Christ. I am a man who is passionate, passionate about the poor, serving, loving, cooking. I love worship. This is who I am. Yes, I may have some issues, but that is, that's not who I am. We are, I am so thankful because I've got to know so many people. Somebody said earlier 143,000 bowls of chili. I think it's probably about 141,000. Some weeks weren't that busy. (laughs) Okay? But that's a lot of seeds that we've had the opportunity to plant. A lot of hope that we've had, that we've been able to put in people's lives. And... I love... Planting hope. I love reaching out to people and expressing God's love to my friends, to my neighbors. We have marginalized the church has marginalized the poor. We well, we're out here to to love the lost, the last and the least. That's us. Exactly. You know, we're... I have... I have a hard time looking at people and seeing them... as society sees them. I go to Chilliwagon and I talk to people that are on the streets and I can look past and I can see into the, into the person and talk to the person. Who are we? You know? Um, can you play that video? This is, this is from Secondhand Lions. I want us to take a look at... This is the best part of the movie, okay? <coughs> we need to find out when we're talking to people and who we are, we are more than just, watch this. Hey, who do you think you are, huh?
2: Just dumb kid, huh? <laughs> dumb not kill him.
1: Hug <laughs> <laughs> oh. McCann, I fought in two world wars and countless smaller ones on three continents. I led thousands of men into battle with everything from horses and swords to artillery and tanks. I've seen the headwaters of the Nile and tribes of natives
2: no white man had ever seen before. I've won and lost a dozen fortunes, killed many men, and loved only one woman with a passion a flea like you could never begin to understand. Thank you. That's who I am.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> How do we define ourselves? How do we define ourselves? How do we define those that are around us? Okay? We need to take a look at that, and we need to reevaluate who we are and who we have around us. Okay? We're out there. We want to promote God's love to people, but we need to take a look at the person.
7: So um, we just actually wanted to, at this point, just say thank you to all of the friends and neighbors from the chili Wagon who shared their lots with us, because uh, we really appreciated that. Just mm.
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 stay up for it. Yeah, <laughs> you stay up for a sec?
0: So thank you, Gordy. Uh, I, I know you've been trying to get my job for quite a while, so I think you did a good step towards that today. You're a good preacher. And that was a very important word, very important reminder. Really appreciate that. And it really embodied the spirit of, of the chili wagon, what you guys lived out. It's just so beautiful. and you know, it changed my, my life, you know, just walking and working with you. And, and uh, today's a very special day, Shannon's birthday. So we need to sing. Oh and um, I, 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 uh, I think we have a little something special a little bit later, but we need to sing right now. I think that's very <laughs> important. All right? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Shannon. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Yeah. I'd like to invite the rest of the Chili Wagon regular team. If you could just come up, Dean and Kaylee and Dave, Shar, uh, anybody that was just a part of the core Chili Wagon team, uh, Kenny. I don't. I don't know who else was involved. If you guys could come up. What What I'd like. Uh, d- when I went to uh, UBC to work for five years, Gordy, you were staying with us at that time for a bit. Um, Something happened to me. I was I was hired to do a job in the department as an administrator, and what I found was, and this is just a word of encouragement to you guys: that it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, who you are doesn't change. And so, like I found in the in that department at the university, that I was still a pastor. That what I was and who I was in that department, and so who you guys are is continuing. Do you, that, And what you are, Pastor Gordy. In fact, we used to get calls at the church for Pastor Gordy, and they weren't asking for me. it's because of the chili wagon they were calling for Pastor Gordy. So, um, so that's why we have the Gordy One and Gordy Two thing. So, why don't don't some of you come up and gather around here, and we're just going to bless these guys? I think we need to pray over them, and just pray that the the, you know, there is celebration, there is Thanksgiving, but there is grief, and. uh, I'd like us to just pray a prayer of blessing that God would just uh, allow his spirit to come and help, help us all, especially these guys, but all of us just process this transition. There's a difference between change and transition. Change you, have, you often don't have any power over. Uh, it's things that happen in your life. You retire, somebody dies, a ministry ends or whatever. And often you don't have control over that. Transition is how we respond to that change. And that's where we need God's help. We need him to help us as a church and help these guys transition in this time. And it's a delicate time. It's not an easy, you know, uh, things can go south if we don't transition well. And so we want to make sure that the that that, that there's a loving uh, process. So let's just gather around these guys and, and just bless them and pray for them. And... Uh, Invite the Holy Spirit to come.
5: So uh, the first week that we were here in the church was I- at St. David's was also the week that we announced publicly that Chili Wagon had decided to finish. And, and I never remember, you're Gordy 2, are you? Gordy 2 said to you, Gordy 1, said to you, spoke to you at specifically, but spoke to all of you as a team and said something along the lines of, When we serve Jesus, whenever there's a death, there is always a resurrection. There is always a resurrection. And encouraged you and said, I really believe that there's going to be a resurrection. Well, what happened later on in that service, and I know some of you heard about it, but I was very privileged to be the one to see it, was that at our first service, I think most of you will remember That we decided to honor the Anglican community that had met here for a 100 years by receiving communion up at the altar rail. And I had finished receiving communion, and I was standing at the back of the church. And into the church came Dan Atridge. And at the time, I didn't put two and two together, but what I realized afterwards is you guys remember that Dan's grandparents were married here. His parents were married here his nephews are the fifth generation of to, to be baptized, and for the last year, he's been batting cleanup on the funeral for this church, and that all he's done is watched the death, and all he had done was watch it die. And he walked into the back of the church, and all the families were up at the front, and he went, oh, oh, and then he said, oh, I'm, I'm not a crier, I'm not a crier. All the meanwhile weeping and weeping, and then he said, look at the children. Look at all the children. I haven't seen this church so full of life in so long, and I realized that we are right now. We are in the midst of the death, and we are part of the resurrection story of this church. Our community being here today, right now, is the resurrection story of this building, which the congregation before us thought was dead. And the priest, Michael, happened to show up partway through that lunch. And again, I was so privileged because he and Dan met up in the kitchen and they said to each other, can you believe this? Isn't this incredible? And everybody was in the garden all celebrating. Kim had put balloons and streamers up. And the two of them said, this is amazing. There's so much life. There's so much life here. And we're going to go downstairs today and we're going to have a tea and, the, and life is going on. And so I want to encourage you that At the same time that we are acknowledging this death, which is right and good to do, we're at the same time part of the resurrection of the story of this neighborhood and this community and the kingdom of God, and that's because of your faithfulness. And because of God's faithfulness, because of who God is, we can trust that. We can trust that resurrection.
0: Amen. Amen. Do you have anything, Dawn?
8: I, I felt like the Lord said, um, he's so thankful to you guys for your hearts, um, that you've remembered the poor. And in Galatians, it says, that was the one instruction that um, the, the apostles gave to the followers, whatever you do, the one thing you must remember is remember the poor. And so I, I felt like the Lord said, he's so thankful to all of you for just being participating and remembering and just um, loving people where you're at and because you've done that something has transformed in you and you can see it there's stories that you carry just from encounters that you've had and so I I just in uh, from Strathcona's perspective just want to thank you for just uh, loving For loving well and for loving so long. And you will keep on loving wherever you are.
0: Amen. So let's pray then. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you to come as the comforter. You that Jesus called, the one called alongside. To encourage and to help, and I'm asking, Lord, for your comfort first of all, mm-hmm. just for the grief, for the loss, for the the farewells, for the letting go, and and for the for the death, Lord, uh, uh, of of a vision, of a dream. Holy Spirit, would you come? Just come alongside minister words of hope, of help, of thanksgiving. May the words that have been spoken today that they've heard ring in their hearts as they hear your thank you, Father. And we bless who they are. We bless the the fact that, that to do it for this long so faithfully was a shepherd's heart. It was not a hireling. They were not doing it for identity or security or position. They were doing it because of their love for people. And we bless that heart. We bless who they are to continue and to be a prophetic edge in our church, to remind us constantly, just as Gordy just prophesied just now, your problems do not define you. That is a word from God. And a call to us as the church to live that out for ourselves and for everyone we meet. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. And Lord, in your time, we know know that weeping endures for the night and joy comes in the morning. And and, and in, in your time, we ask that morning would come that just as Dan Attridge and Michael experienced joy in the morning a few weeks ago, that that day is coming for our Chili Wagon team and for our church. It's been so common for me to, whenever I talk about our church, to talk about Chili Wagon, because it's been so centered. So I feel like we've lost a, a limb. It's 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 just... It's something our whole body is feeling. So, Lord, we ask, Lord, that there would be just resurrection and that we would be attentive. As Tim challenged us, Lord, would you give us eyes to see? We can't do that. We are are dim. We are so short-sighted because of our problems and challenges and life takes over and bills to be paid and the next thing is in front of us. And, 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 but I ask for eyes to see, for a, an alertness, Lord. I just think of this, the many people just walking around East Village that I s- used to see at the Chili Wagon. Give us those eyes, Lord. Give us those eyes, Lord. I opened a, a Vancouver magazine y- yesterday, and um, I, I never saw this until yesterday, but they said, welcome to VEV, and it hit me so funny, because I thought, what? You know, that's our church, and then I realized it stood for Vancouver East Village, and that's what their acronym is, is VEV, so we are VEV and VEV, right? So I believe that there is something being reborn uh, here. And uh, so, Lord, just show us, be our shepherd, and uh, we just entrust all of these things to you. And I pray for a harvest. I pray, Lord, a lot of the Wagon was sowing, and I ask for a great harvest. I just think of Aldona. She, she heard, can I tell this story for you? She, she came in a bit later, but you know, ten years later, she told us ten years ago she was on, she was one of the people in the chili wagon line that desperately, desperately needed it. That so many stories like that are going to come back to you guys. So many stories like
8: that.
4: Amen.
0: Amen. So on the back of your bulletin, there's three questions that I, I gave as kind of a reflection of this sharing today. And I'd like you to, in your home groups or in your own private time with the Lord, just reflect on those as a congregation because I think they're important in moving forward. So, uh, Joanna, can you explain what we should do for lunch? Let's Let's eat together.